What is up, everybody? Uh, I am coming at you with a horrible cold, but you know what? The show must go on. I did not want... I was waiting to film this intro, like, oh, like, I'll film it tomorrow, I'll film it tomorrow, when I feel better, when I feel better, and now it's Friday, and the episode has to go up on Monday. And it's not fair to Kelsey, poor Kelsey, poor Kelsey, she has to deal with me being late to these episodes <laughs> all the time, uh, but I am battling a horrible... I don't know what this is called. This is called UTI slash sore throat slash migraine slash runny nose slash um, eyelash extensions are falling out. Um, and I just got them yesterday. Is that normal? I don't know. But I don't want to do the guava girl of the week this week. I know. I'm so sorry. Aww. I don't know if that's like a sound effect that we can uh, put in there, Kelsey. But um, I'm not going to do the guava girl of the week this week just because my mind is not all there and I don't want to you know, half-ass something. I'm half-assing this intro, but I don't want to half-ass your Instagram audit. Um, So again, you still have a chance to get Guava Girl of the Week next week. Go ahead and leave a review on this podcast um, on iTunes. And let's just dive into this episode. This episode is with a dear friend of mine. Her name is Jamie King. She is known famously as the Slay Coach. And if you guys think I'm tough love, you have another thing coming. Um, the Slay Coach, she is the most badass business coach out there, and her story is remarkable. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to it. As soon as you think, oh, that's cool, you're going to be like, oh, wait, that's cool. Oh, my God. Holy shit. What? Wait, what? It's like one thing after another. She is just unstoppable and has an amazing story to tell. And I'm very excited for you guys to be inspired by that story. So be sure to listen to it all the way through. Of course, everyone knows that the best of the episodes are always like within like the last 30 minutes, uh, by the way. Um, but yeah, I feel like shit. So I'm going to go ahead and stop recording this intro, let Kelsey handle the rest, and I'll see you guys in the episode. Be sure to tag me and Jamie on your stories. Uh, we love it when you do. And again, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. I've been getting so many messages like you guys are stalking the podcast. It's so funny when you guys tell me like I stalk you I'm like wait what and they're like I listen to every podcast I'm like oh um that's not stalking (laughs) stalking is like you're outside my window watching me like doing stuff um so yeah no go ahead listen to all the podcasts read all my instagram posts i love it that's why i do it i don't do it so you guys don't listen to it i think that's so funny uh but yeah um i'm sick so let's just dive into this episode i'm in a weird funky mood i just want medicine i go to sleep uh but thanks guys for listening and i love my guava girls love you guys and i'll see you in the episode bye Hi there, my name is Isabel Silverio, entrepreneur, feminist, dog mom, and founder of Guava Empowerment. And this is a Guava Girl podcast, where we empower women to think entrepreneurially and creatively so they may lead the extraordinary life they never thought possible. I am so thrilled that you found my podcast and I cannot express how thankful I am that you're here. So welcome to the Guava Girl podcast. I started my company from a janitor's closet of a tiny apartment to help women like you unlock their potential of creating the lifestyle and career of their dreams. Let me share with you this. Here you'll find the good, the bad, and most importantly, the real inside look of what it's like to work for yourself and feel empowered by doing it. We talk about growing your following on social media, building a personal brand, and what it is like being a woman in startup culture. This is the Guava Girl Podcast, so let's get started. 
This podcast episode is brought to you by my signature Instagram sales course, the Instagram Vault. Now, when I was creating the Instagram Vault, I took 100 of your questions, the Guava Girl listeners of the podcast, people inside my Facebook community, people from Instagram. I took 100 of the questions I get asked most frequently when it comes to making sales on Instagram. And I answered them one by one inside this Instagram sales course known as the Instagram vault. And the Instagram vault is designed to guide you step-by-step through how to curate a compelling heart-centered feed that is going to drive massive sales for your business. If you want to learn how to pitch on Instagram stories and every single time you pitch, people are blasting your DMs, throwing their credit card information at you, which is not the safest thing to do. Stop throwing your... People literally send me their credit card numbers through Instagram, and I'm like, this may not be the smartest thing, but sure, like, here's access. Um, Go ahead and visit www.isabellasilverio.com. The Instagram vault is a complete module-packed course where we talk about how to pitch on stories, how to edit your photos, how to create high-engaging content that is going to have your followers be absolutely obsessed with you and convert them from not just followers, but into hot ass leads that is going to convert them into buying in your signature offers and programs. If you want more eyeballs on your content, you want to have a clear strategy and know how to pitch yourself on Instagram stories. And you also want to learn how to sell in the DMs without being super gross about like, hey, what do you do? Oh, great. Uh, Do you want to like buy my course or like, are you interested in my program or, oh, no, no, it's none of that crap. I'm going to show you how to sell in the DMs the right way in a way that is going to seriously skyrocket your income. The results from the Instagram vault have been absolutely incredible. A lot of you guys use my tricks inside the vault all the time and I get DMs of like, I got three signups in my program after pitching on stories or I made an extra $1,800 this week. It's absolutely unreal and I completely understand how difficult it is to be on Instagram and not know if you're using the right techniques and strategies to really convert your followers into high ticket paying leads. And right now, if you feel like your audience isn't even your ideal audience and it's just still a lot of you know family accounts or personal accounts, the Instagram engagement treasure chest, which is my best-selling ebook, is also included in the vault. So you have zero excuse, honey, to not skyrocket your engagement and your followers and convert them into your high-ticket program where they're going to pay you $500, $1,200 a month to work with you. So the Instagram vault is available on my website, www.isabellasoverio.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me or my team at hello at isabellasilverio.com. The best feature of the Instagram vault, by the way, is that you get access to me inside the vault. So every single vault member is allowed to post questions about what they've learned about their offers, if they want us to look at their Instagram profile, anything under the social media umbrella, we get questions on within the modules of the vault and we go ahead and answer them. So, and by the way, no other course on the market allows you to do that. So I freaking love the Instagram vault for that reason. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Isabella.guava. Now let's hop into this episode. How are you today, Miss Jamie King? It is such a pleasure to have you on the Guava Girl podcast. And I'm already going to like correct myself. It's not just Jamie King. It's the Slay Coach. (laughs) 
that's like the sleigh coach the sleigh coach uh how changing are you- it on my birth certificate <laughs> are you really you no, should not that <laughs> i so you guys jamie king is a master in just i don't even know you are like succeed the honor roll of online coaching in so many different ways you make the honor roll of being the zero bullshitter being standing out from the crowd being unapologetically yourself, cursing a lot more, which is something my mom <laughs> told me is extremely unprofessional. Isabella, no one's going to hire you if you curse. No one's going to hire right. you if you have tattoos. No one's going to hire yeah. you if you don't have six PhDs. And you just take every pre-notion of what success is, you throw it out the window. And I would love to hear your story about how Miss Slay Coach became the Slay Coach and just the empire that you're building and how, because women need to hear you. Uh, We were talking today before this podcast, um, before I started recording and Jamie asked me like, okay, what, like, what does your audience, like, what do the Guava Girls need to hear? And it's just so much of, I just want everyone listening to just know Jamie, to like Jamie, to love Jamie for who she is, because everyone in this industry needs to know about her and you need to follow (laughs) her and you need to listen to her because this girl is never wrong. So, oh my God, (laughs) best introduction ever. (laughs) You are the best hype girl on the planet. Okay. I don't know if I'll be able to fit my ego outside of this doorway when I leave. You don't have to. You don't have to. It could stay. I'll try. Um, (laughs) Thank you for having me. I, uh, Tour, Isabella, you guys, and I know her tribe is tried and true and is a bunch of authentic, real, genuine, just loving, flowy, inspired, hustling entrepreneurs, like all the things. And so I'm really excited to show up for you guava girls today and give some tips and tricks and strategy and vibes and all the things. But I'll, I'll like tell you a little bit about like my story. If you don't know me, I am the Slay Coach, um, also known as James, Jamie. My husband calls me James. Um, Dude, <laughs> most, so most of my best friends call me James. It's been my nickname my whole life. So I, you have a middle name? Um, I used to. I actually yeah. moved my former last name to my middle name now. So oh, it, nice. just, it looks like Jocelyn King, but I used to have mm-hmm. a middle name and it was Carol and we got rid of that. <laughs> we got rid of Carol. We canceled Carol. We got rid Carol. of Carol. Carol died. I cancel Carol. <laughs> I have five middle names and I would say them all. I'm oh. super Hispanic. I'm like, so <laughs> that's amazing. Human. It really just happened that my mom, when she now was a <laughs> I'll, I'll say some of them because I don't want my identity identity being stolen. But my mom was so when she was giving birth to me. Everyone showed up, like all her friends, all her aunties, all her everyone, and they all wanted the baby to be named after them. Oh my god, amazing! So my name and my name, like my grandmother wanted like everything. My aunts, my my mom wanted to name me after like uh you know like telenovela, yeah, like, yeah. like a novela soup like superstar. So yeah. I have. One of my names is like a French bird, like Montserrat is like, it's like a French oh bird that, that is in a cage. It's like so much. And like, my name is like Isabella, Telma, Londa, Telcamen, Santiago, Silverio, whatever. Like, I don't even know. And I have that on my college graduation certificate. Oh my God. That's amazing. It's so long. My license is so long. That is hilarious. They, they have to like add a new line to the license. <laughs> department for you just for me I'm Cuban I'm sorry uh but yeah so please I I really want to know like the humble beginnings if there are any or if you just like came out of the womb like 
like confident AF. Yeah, just yeah. like with a sword. Like, <laughs> Lay with a sword. I stabbed my way out of my mom's vagina. Oh my God. <laughs> that I'm here, cool. bitches. That's how I, that's, is that what giving birth is like? No. Oh. no. It was actually really easy for me, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that's, another, that's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's another episode. We'll have to record that one day. So thank you for having me. So on the way to become Lady Slay was um, a quite a journey. And this is why I like to tell those stories because I wasn't, okay, I was born this way. A lot of shit fucking happened along the way that made me forget who I was. And so becoming my brand, becoming this multiple six-figure onto seven-figure entrepreneurship, this person is who I always was. So it pisses me off all the time when people say, oh, step into your power. Or I took, I'm like, bitch, you never, your power was always there. (laughs) Bullshit from other people and past life events covered it up and dimmed it a little bit. So past life events that dimmed my shine (laughs) a little bit was, I will say this, I am a 32-year-old. You don't know that by looking at my Instagram photos. (laughs) She's she's much more youthful. Um, I look, I always get carded for alcohol. Um, that's the purple hair, I guess. You're beautiful. Thank you. But no, I was a 20 year old mother. I am a beauty school dropout. I took one semester of college online just to keep my insurance and I failed half the classes. I think I passed one. So I think I failed two. (laughs) I took one semester of college online Junior year, I was the stereotypical Gary V, no longer available for this. I'm not going to fucking college. I was the C, D, and F student hmm. in high school that literally gave zero fucks because I thought everyone there around me was dumb. I was like, you're dumb. Why are you going to school? School is stupid. I'm going to be my own boss. And so literally the entrepreneurship started then. Mm-hmm. What happened was I played basketball. I grew up in a very masculine environment. My dad played college ball. He put a basketball in my crib and I was an only <laughs> child. So my nickname became James. So I played wow. sports. I played every sport that there is probably not every, but most. Then I, my identity was basketball and I, my mom built trucks and my dad was a nurse. <laughs> like I had this Aww. weird upbringing. Gender imbalance. Maybe. Career day was real awkward. So yeah, I've never had like a gender <laughs> thing because yeah. I would go to career day. Like, what are your mom and dad doing? Like well, my dad's a nurse and my mom builds trucks. They're like, no, you mean your mom is a nurse. Oh, my literally teachers corrected me. And I was like, no bitch. <laughs> my mom builds trucks and could Listen punch your dad in the face. And my <laughs> dad is a six foot six nurse. So <laughs> no gender role. Yeah. <laughs> Saves lives. Yeah. No gender roles here in the house. So basically grew up playing sports. My whole, like went to play at Thompson Bowling Arena, met Pat Summit, like went to summer camps in Tennessee. Like my whole goal was going to be a lady ball. That's the only reason I'm going to college. Then I got scoliosis. So oh, wow. I was diagnosed with scoliosis when I was 10. Um, in a nutshell, trying to keep the story as short as possible. Mm-hmm. My whole life for the next five years was being made fun of as the special kid with wearing a back brace. <gasps> like no. kids would punch me in the stuff. This is middle school. This is like already the rough. shittiest time. Like so rough. Yeah. Kids are learning how to be dicks at this age. Sorry if there are children listening. No. I fuck that. This will be an explicit right. episode. Yeah. I don't know how to no, not cuss. Okay, good. <laughs> My podcast is literally marked explicit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I have to. Ups the views too. I mean the downloads. Right. Or else people will get mad like that you didn't tell them. I'm like, nope, it's marked as an E. Yeah, like, sorry. <laughs> fuck you. Bye. Fuck you. <laughs> Not your people. So 
<laughs> not that I care that they get mad. I just want to tell you up front. Hey, if your kid doesn't know the word fuck, they're not cultured. In. They're oh you, they're living to a censored life. I tell them these are mommy's words, just like this is mommy's wine. You can't yeah. have either. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so what happened was I got diagnosed with scoliosis, wore a brace for five years and ended up still having to have surgery to correct it. So my spine was fused, almost my entire spine, like three fourths of my spine was fused. So my whole life career before that was like, make straight A's, be an honorable student, then go to college, get the college scholarship to play basketball, then WNBA. Like I had this whole plan, right? Then once that wasn't on the table for me anymore, I was like, oh, fuck. All this stuff that everyone else is talking about, ACT prep, SATs, college, early college application, early college credits. And I was like, uh-uh. there's literally nothing I would want to go to college for other than to play basketball. So, so immediately, why would I go? <laughs> immediately, a lot of kids, because yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess I was more recently in high school and that's something a lot of kids were excited about. So it's interesting, including myself. I'm like, ooh, SAT, like, let me display my intelligence to, to, to strangers and they can judge me and accept me and like determine the right. course of my future. Yeah, I never got it. I never so understood. It's so interesting. Yeah, like you just immediately were turned off by that entire idea. And I'm sure you got a lot of, what was their reaction when, when everyone else was excited and, and you were like, this feels super out of alignment for me. How do I go about this? Can- um, yeah, everyone like kind of projects their own shit onto you or their own stereotypical belief systems, especially back then. Guys, this is like in the 1920s. <laughs> this was so long ago. I was like, like, but, wait. <laughs> like now it's becoming more of a thing where people are going to trade schools or where people are doing other shit. Mm-hmm. And back then I said, fuck it. I'm just going to barely get by just so I can graduate high school because I was really smart. Like I didn't have to study to to pass a test with flying colors. Like I, it was, school was always easy for me. And so when I started getting back grades, everybody was like, what the fuck? Is she on drugs? Like what is happening? And I was like, nope, just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. And so other people project their shit onto you. And that was over time added up. So in the beginning I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to hair school or I'm going to do whatever. And they were like, okay, well that's mildly acceptable. Yeah. Like you can do that. Good luck yeah. with that. Yeah. Like that's, that's mildly acceptable, not as cool as college, um, right. but maybe you'll make something of yourself later in life. So crazy. Like immediately people are like, so what are you majoring in? And then as soon as you tell them, there's this automatic, automatic silent exchange of, oh, I'm going to make more than you. Right? right. Like people going to school for like right. literature and arts would yeah. tell them that who's going to school for finance and the finance room would be like, oh, okay, cool. And like walks away knowing that their future is super secure and like they're going to have big fat pockets where it's so not realistic. But it's also not true anymore. And so what I've noticed in the current corporate environment, because back to the story of, okay, me, beauty school dropout, went to hair school, realized it hurt my back really bad, couldn't do this long-term. So dropped out halfway through because I was like, why would I keep going? I'm physically not going to be able to do this profession every day for the rest of my life. Why am I wasting my time right here, right now? quit hair school. Then everyone was like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't fucking know yet. I'm going to go move in with my boyfriend. <laughs> so moved out at like 19. Sound advice. Right. I was like, I don't fucking know yet. And yeah. at the time I was an assistant. I was, I was working my way up the like corporate restaurant ladder. And I was like <laughs> working in Outback. And I was like, maybe I'll just own an Outback one day. I'll, I'll own my own restaurant. Outback. This is amazing. Yeah. This is own like- my own restaurant. is like, then was the next plan, like backup plan after hair school. I was like, cool. I'll own my own restaurant. Um, you, do so- you have a caption about this? Like I'm going to went from a basketball player to basketball, basketball beauty school, Outback. dropout, restaurant management, 
corporate call center management, managed call center for eight years. Wow. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> my God, I'm that's sorry. why I'm yeah. such a good leadership coach is because I've been managing people since I was 21. <laughs> oh my God. Or 20. Yeah. I was 20 when I was an assistant manager at Outback, but basically got knocked up by the wrong person at 19, talked really heavily about the word schmishmortion and <laughs> ended up not doing that. Very grateful, <laughs> but yeah. so scared. 19, like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, this is not my life. I was supposed to move to LA and be like a makeup artist or something. Like I was mm. supposed to do something really fucking cool with my life. So ended up backup plan ended up being not moving to LA, going to stay here and have a kid. Okay, cool. Bought my first house when I was 21, managed a like assistant manager at an Outback for years and years and years doing the bartending thing on the side, the normal shit. And then I was like, I don't want to be away from my kid this much. So I got the safe job. So then I did the nine to five, the corporate thing. Finally got the balls to break up with a bad relationship partner. Um, that's hard, dude. Like toxic, toxic, abusive relationship. Finally got the balls to leave. Um, like it was verbally, not physically abusive. I don't, I like have nothing bad to say. He's a great dad. Um, we co-parent together. So it's, it's difficult, but it's good. She has a great dad, but I was just like, damn, how is this my life? So went to the corporate job. Um, I was making like 30 K because I was making less than everyone else that hired on at the entry level position because I didn't have a degree. So I'm making like 2K less a year um, than other people with a degree. So I was like, that's fine. I'll just work my way up the ladder. Pay 20 for the degree. Yep. Got promoted quicker than everyone else around me. Got promoted again, got promoted again, got promoted again. And so in this corporate life, I was the youngest by far leader over managing 22 supervisors, two operations manager, and 500 people at a call center. So everyone looked at my success as a young age in the corporate environment and thought, well, who did she sleep with? Or well, she's a pretty girl. That's why she got to where she was. And it was all just so fake. And it was all just this bullshit. Like I had a great job. I traveled all over the country. I traveled 20 weeks out of the year. I loved wow. the job, but, but it was still working for someone else. And I felt like I was out of place. I was the girl that still then had colored hair. It wasn't this color, but it was like always fun colors and always wearing makeup and wearing funky things to work. And people were like, what is she wearing? I was always the weird like peacock of the group and didn't give a fuck. But somewhere along the lines of 20 to 24 and becoming a mom and being in an abusive relationship, I forgot who I was. So 18-year-old Jamie didn't give a fuck. Like, I didn't care that I didn't have a degree. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do something cool with this life. Then having a kid, then having all of what you thought your future was, then being in a toxic relationship for three and a half years, that, all those life shit happened to like, how the fuck is this my life? Where am I now? Yeah. Yeah. We're, and, and so it started with little breadcrumbs. People think that change happens overnight. I'm 32. I started my personal development journey with Louise Hay when I was 24, wow. 23, 24. So like I started self-help eight years, nine years ago. And so that's when I found like personal development and coaching, coaching. kind of mm, like, fun. even though I didn't know what it was really, yeah. I was just like into it. I was like, I don't know what this is really, yeah, but cool. cool. Louise yeah. Hay is mom. She was my grandma. I was like, love you. <laughs> like first book was you can heal your life. So I had my sec. I found my dream husband. I manifested my dream husband. I read Twilight and manifested my dream husband. I decided I want Edward Cullen. That needs to be like a pin, like on a pillowcase. I read Twilight and then manifested <laughs> Edward Cullen as my husband, who looks <laughs> he, like Adam Levine. He actually kind of does look like a has a celebrity swag. Like I yeah, see yeah. him, I'm like this guy like looks jarring. You know, like he's not. Is that a positive? Or, 
I don't. I don't no, no, yeah. I think that's like, a good word. Like he's yeah, like striking. Like, like he's like, yeah. oh, like that's like a husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Everyone sometimes says you look. Just, I was gonna say sometimes you look at like women and their husbands. You're like, oh yeah, I don't know. yeah, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but like I saw you guys, I'm like, oh, he's cute. Thank you. I think he's hot. Yeah, Everyone thinks he looks like Adam Levine. And we've been married for seven, almost seven years now. So wow. we're together for nine. And I manifested my dream husband. He was fucking successful. He had money. He was like, he had been single for five years. And I just thought he was a whore. Honestly, I was trying to hook him up with my best friend because he was too short for me. We're the same height. Oh, no. <laughs> my, me and Victor are, are like, he's like two inches taller than me. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. all are super close in yeah. height too. I've seen that in pictures. He's super yeah. cute. Yeah. So like, I was like, oh my God, yes, this is the person I've always wanted. So we got married, had a baby. Um, and then I was no longer available for traveling all the time because my job required traveling. Right. And yeah. so I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? So I started beach body coaching. So I came from a health and fitness background. Okay. So did beach body coaching, but I was the beach body coach spraying water on her face. It says, look, sweaty selfie just got done working out. <laughs> legit like um I've always been athletic and do you sweat a lot I don't sweat a lot I don't sweat I went to soul cycle with Kara Leba (laughs) in New York and um I had like just taken my weave out I took my weave out she's like oh my god you look like a model (laughs) and then I put it back on after soul cycle and she's like you look like nothing happened to you we just went through the same class that's what I that's what I look like when I work out too like people are like I don't sweat too much and I'm like you can I buy um like cream it's called like sweet sweat have you heard of it no what is that it's like a cream that you could rub like on your stomach and like your back wherever you want to sweat because when I don't sweat, it's hard. Like my workout ends sooner because I'm not like, ref- oh, like I'm, yeah. So I use it so I can work out like harder. This episode is sponsored by. <laughs> Please. This I don't cream. have any sponsors for the podcast, actually. I'm not really interested in that. Are you? Do you have partner? Um, so I partner with a couple of companies that I affiliate with and mm. Um, mm. I'll probably be doing sponsors once we get to 50K downloads. Mm, so yeah. I'll bring on, I like how Kara does her sponsors. She, um, like has, per episode. What, when I get to total 50 K downloads. Oh, okay. That's super. That can happen. So soon. Yeah. Right, people listen so, to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast. Stats and numbers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's easy to get sponsors and especially I want to I do smaller sponsorships for a lot of females in my group and community. So I want to just, nice. That's sweet. I don't want, I want to go for smaller amounts and each episode be sponsored by an individual boss babe. So anyways, but yeah, so started network marketing, Mm -hmm. um, made it to quote unquote success, was able to leave my corporate job. So like six Um, figures when you get to beach body, like, like I was making two to three K a month. Okay. That's not bad. Like over time I made six figures, but like, I was replacing my monthly bring home. Okay. So like I was replacing what I was bringing home every month with my corporate salary. So it was making like Louisville money back then. I think (laughs) 60K um, was my salary, but bring home isn't 60K. Bring home is like different. So I was bringing home what I was bringing home with my corporate job. And so I left my corporate job, gave them the big F you and I was 28 Wow. And I became self-employed at 28. And so I set a five-year plan to retire my husband and I did it in four. After like three and a half years of just being a fitness coach that was not broke, but Mm kind of broke, it was because, not that I don't believe that there is money in fitness, it's because I'm not fucking passionate about fitness. Yeah. I am passionate about maintaining my energy levels and taking care of my body. So, but I don't want to coach people on that. Like I want someone to coach me 
on getting my ass to the gym, like, because I need to. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. like, so like I have trainers and coaches and stuff for every aspect of my life basically. But, but I also was like, my heart is not in it. I was only doing the network marketing thing because of the business opportunity. So I truly believe that network marketing is a great stream of revenue Mm -hmm. for people. It's also a great way to build your influence Mm -hmm. and build a brand, a personal brand. But if you are not aligned with the products or the company, that you are the products that you are pushing and you're only there for the business, you can only get so far. And so I made it to the top 0.5% of the company, like top ranks, whatever, you know, like I did. Yeah. Megan too. She was like top 1% for Beachbody. Yeah. Yeah. So like Mm -hmm. everyone thought I was this huge success. I mean, I had hundreds of people in my downline. And so I was the head of the market. I was the market council for the state of Kentucky, like running all the events for Beachbody corporate Mm -hmm. um, within our Indiana, Kentucky region. And so it looked successful, but I was just, my heart was not in it. And I was like, this is, why am I doing something I don't love? Then because I made that successful on paper, everyone came to me for advice for their business. So I was doing Uh, Facebook ads training. Yeah. I was doing Facebook ads training for local brick and mortars. I was training their staff on social media, like marketing. I was training friends on how to build a brand. I was literally helping event planners and wedding planners and brick and mortar businesses build a personal brand and get started with the whole online marketplace. And so I was like, if people want this from me, I wonder if there's a market for this. And as soon as I posted one video and one post like coming out of the closet saying I wasn't doing Beachbody anymore, I'm doing business coaching. I have not made, I've made maybe one or two posts ever after that saying, Hey, I have services available because I've been booked solid from the beginning because it was what my audience wanted from me because they came to me so much. So I built a multiple six figure business in a year. Um, we had over 300 K in revenue in 20, what was last year? 18. Yeah. And making the money that quickly required investments and scalability. So what people don't often talk about. Yeah. And this is what pisses me off about a lot of the bullshit in the industry. Oh, let's talk about this. Is that people, I have things, I have things to say. Yeah. (laughs) Is that people want to tell you all the shiny objects that they've done and accomplished and that's great, but do that, say all the fun, shiny object things, but also say what is real. What is up, Guava Girl listener? This is your reminder to join us on Facebook. You can connect with your fellow Guava Girl listeners and crack some jokes inside my Facebook group, the Insta Growth Squad for Online Coaches. If you type that in on Facebook, I guarantee you'll find it. You are allowed to introduce yourself in my Facebook community. You are allowed to promote your products and your services at any given point um, inside the Facebook community. You're allowed to ask questions, ask for advice, ask for help with Instagram business, your offers, selling anything under the online coaching umbrella. And it's not just for online coaches. We have tons of service-based entrepreneurs in there. We have boutique owners. We have um, aestheticians. We have everyone on the umbrella. If you do eyelashes or if you, you know, make workout programs, you should join the Insta Growth and Sales Squad community by Isabel Soverio. That's me on Facebook. 
be sure that you are not promoting more than you are giving. We are really strict about those rules and we just want to make sure that this community is you give what you get and it is such an empowering community. We always have girls in there asking for help, asking for guidance and everyone just kind of comes together to help each other rise up and we seriously do all rise up by uplifting others. So go ahead, join the best Facebook group for online coaches, the Insta Growth and Sales Squad by Isabella Silverio and I'll see you in the episode. Bye. I have four, like I have now five, six people working for me or six total on our team. So I have five people that I pay every month. Two are dedicated full-time employees, not just like VAs or temp staff or contractors or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I have two full-time employees and then I pay two coaches like nine grand a month, 8,500 a month. So people like want to look at oh, this is what I've done. What's bringing in versus going out. But let's talk about real numbers. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about real KPIs. Let's talk about performance metrics Mm -hmm. that are real and not just the shiny objects of what sells. Mm -hmm. Because what sells is integrity. What sells is keeping it really fucking real. What Mm -hmm. sells is long-term going to always be doing the right thing and saying the right things will even though you might feel like you're not b- building as quick as the girl and your your competitor that's saying all the bullshit oh or, my god so much fucking bullshit like sorry i'm like but, but like who gives kidding. a fuck yeah oh you no know, you have to you you can't if you the more energy you spend thinking about someone else's bullshit the less you're putting into your own business and your own clients you said coaches integrity always sells can you give an example long term Integrity always sells long-term. So what I've seen, I'm not going to call any names out specifically, but what I've seen in the industry is when you feel like, quote unquote, you're a good person, you feel like, well, I'm doing all the right things. I don't want to buy fake followers or I don't want to, I've seen so-and-so do this. Do I have to do that to quote unquote, make it? Or do I have to lie about my numbers to make it or whatever? I saw someone running an Instagram ad for get your next 10K followers by doing these steps. These are the exact steps that I take to grow my accounts by 4K per month. And then this person is like advertising this training, but also I know- growth? No, no, no. I know the inside- because being so high, like high up in the industry now with so many connections that I've made in the last year, I know that the person that's now targeting me for this ad is also paying someone for a secret giveaway that was several thousand dollars (laughs) to grow their followers. Oh, like loop giveaways as a way to grow. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There's there's a lot of that shit. But that is not taught in the training. Right. So when, you, when someone is selling something, saying this is exactly what I do to build mm-hmm. my business, but not giving the full story on the back end, guess mm-hmm. what? This person has been called out recently on their integrity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hurt their business a lot. And it wasn't with that specific example. But what I'm saying is, the I, I recorded, I recorded an entire episode on this and it's like, nice gals finish first, I think was the name of the episode, because integrity will always win out long-term. And that doesn't mean that we can't make mistakes or we can't fuck up and make a bad decision. It means we just have to own our shit. Like Mm -hmm. you make a mistake, own your shit. Like, oh, you said something that was out of line. And I'm not talking about saying something offensive or pissing someone off or saying something triggering. I'm talking about like, oh, I did something that was out of my zone of integrity. Because guess what? You get to define what your zone of integrity is and no one else. 
where someone thinks deep into that a little bit more. Yeah. And and this is where it comes from like judgment and judgment detoxing and the whole like spirit junkie background that I have with Gabby Bernstein. I'm so woo. I'm so masculine, but I'm also very balanced with my woo. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to leave you with guys with a gratitude quote at the end of this. But what I truly believe is that when we judge others for how we are showing up in the world, we reveal a part of ourselves that we are insecure about. So I judge... When I judge this other industry leader for how she shows up, well, she bought her followers or well, she did this or well, she did that, that feels good to her. Maybe that feels like integrity. Maybe she truly feels in her heart that this is the best way to reach the most people and make the most impact in the world. Mm -hmm. So we look at what we don't have and what other people do have and we say they, oh, well, they did this to get there. Or well, they did this. No one gets to determine what that person is willing to do or not do. This is all what my book is about. Um, It's called Attention Whore. (laughs) I'm so excited for it. It's how to stand out in your career without selling out, meaning you get to define your version of selling out. What does selling out mean to you? To some people, it means it's okay to do loop giveaways and then do trainings on yeah, on not on not doing loop giveaways. giveaways. <laughs> I don't really do it's it some people feel like it's okay to mislead their audience. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. It's like what they won't, don't know won't hurt them, but it's not but the, I feel coaching is so much more intimate than like you put an ad and someone buys it like I feel like whenever I invest in a course or a product, like I'm investing in them. I'm like supporting you and like, I want you to help me. And I feel that this money that I give you is truly yeah. going to help me and that you're being, it's like an honest exchange. Yeah. So when I, yeah. when I see coaches do sure. similar things, um, it really, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Like it's out of the, the integrity isn't very mismatched. And and that's the point is that Isabella's version or definition of integrity for her business has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. And we, we most, the reason why I'm on this show is because we basically agree on almost everything that has to do with this topic. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I want her on my show. But the point is, if we did disagree on something, it would mean nothing. It doesn't mean that I'm right. And it doesn't mean that she's wrong or vice versa. Mm -hmm. It just means we have both identified different means of integrity. So the definition of integrity is defined by what you feel in your heart is good or bad, evil, right. not evil, and you know, not, like not influenced by what other people are doing and yep. what other people did to get ahead or what your mentors like. Sometimes mentors will tell me to do something. I'm like, no, like I'm not going to do that. Like that's like, I would never do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, along with that comes with being very sure of yourself and knowing who you are, which kind of ties back to like your story of, I was so lost with who I was. And then I'm assuming if I'm like ruining the story, like becoming a business coach really like amplified that for you. And now you're just showing up every day unapologetically. Yeah. Unapologetic. Just obviously I hired a coach. Um, and that's when everything started to blow up for me. Um, so I, and then I just hired another coach and then I just like kept yeah. leaping into my fear with investing in masterminds and group programs and in-person trainings and systems and outsourcing, all like all the things. All the things. Like yeah. I just keep leaping into my fear every single day because I know who I am and where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And no one can shake that for me. No one could define what 
is good or bad for me other than me. And so we all have experts and we all have gurus that are going to tell us the best way to do things. But if you define what feels good for you every fucking day, if you're literally doing the shit in your heart that you know is true and showing up in your best way to serve and give, like people are going to notice and they are going to feel your energy and they're going to be like, damn, that bitch knows herself. Mm-hmm. That bitch shows up like she owns the place. Mm. Like she is the queen of her castle, of her sleigh castle. And so that is quote unquote vibe shit. But when I really stepped into this level of my brand and I feel like I get deeper when I think I've really become the sleigh coach, like and Jamie's yeah, when do you feel away. The most, when do you feel the most sleigh coach? Like oh. sleigh coach. Oh God. I would say when I'm in front of an audience, I feel like the most me. Which is exciting because you're putting on an event, right? Yeah. Well, I also run yeah. events every month. Are you, so you? And yeah. Where? So Chardonnay and Slay is a monthly networking event for female entrepreneurs. So never oh. doubt the power of in-person events oh, and no. the ability so. to build your network audience in a deeper way. So I do a nonprofit networking series called Chardonnay and Slay. We have chapter presidents in other cities. It launches in Nashville in March. Um, we're right now just in Louisville and we're looking for... I want to say probably 10 cities this year. Are you looking for a Gainesville spokeswoman? (laughs) (laughs) I think I would be the only, no, actually a lot of people in Gainesville listen, but that's amazing. Um, Yeah. Cause I, I like really, I really embrace the Gainesville. So I, I tag it a lot and I mention a lot. So people, I'm like, give me an example. What's the population of Gainesville? Oh, let me look it up. (laughs) It's actually um, pretty small, but it's uh, 132,000. Okay. What's the nearest city? Orlando or Jacksonville. How far is that? Two hours. Okay. But I'll drive so, to Orlando. Right. But it's a drive. Like, okay. So my, my point of this, people piss me off. I had someone say to me, how do you get so much press? And I said, well, a lot of my press is local. I only have one major published article with a major, like a major publication and all of the rest of my press. You're not going to name drop the publication? Thrive. Name drop it. Thrive? That's amazing. Yeah. It was a year ago. Not, maybe not a year ago, but like. Name drop. Name. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I had, I was published in Thrive Global as top 75 influencers. It was featured Ooh. like top five. That's so, amazing. um, so basically, yeah, name drop. I'm going to name drop all the whole <laughs> publications that I got. Wait, I so wish this were the Louisville Daily. <laughs> I wish this were a, a video podcast. I actually have it. I keep oh my it. God, that looks amazing. Yeah, this Holy is a magazine. Shit. It's that called is the like, Voice Tribune. Oh, how sweet. Oh, that's but it's so got cute. like a full page, two page spread with my whole family. And this is a picture from one of my events. Oh my God. Wow. That is an event. Oh yeah. 30 to 50 people every month show up at my events. And so here's the thing of what pisses me off. Someone said, well, most of your publications are local. Can you, how can you help me get national press? And I said, how many people live in the city that you're in? And she was like, oh, I live in New York or where she lived in like a big city. I don't remember which Uh one. And I was like, hmm. And local press wouldn't benefit you to get your business in front of that many mil- I live in a city with 1.2 million people. Mm-hmm. So why would it not benefit me to get my business and my yeah. name in front of 1.2 million people, a potential plus, audience? Plus like reading rates is so much higher in local news than like 
um, than any other like national publication. Like people are so much more and attached to their hometown. it's the easiest to get, you guys. Yeah. Like go after this. You think that you're not doing anything big in your life if you're not published in Forbes. Like get the I fuck know. over yourself. Know, like I'm there are people in your city. I don't give a fuck if you have an online business. There are people in your city that need your help. So mm -hmm. go serve and help them. So part of the reason why my Facebook group is the best Facebook group on the planet besides I Isabella's. Love I love it. And we both, we both have bomb ass Facebook groups. Yeah. Like it's super engaged. It's super yeah. authentic and so it's not super spammy. It's fun. Yeah. And the reason why is because all of these women in Louisville met up in person and built real in-person relationships. And now it translates into the group and that, that, that group that is where online. they go to for genuine advice and questions because they know these women mm, and the amazing. engagement that boosts from the local women mm -hmm. reach the people in Europe that are in the group or the people in Australia yeah. that are in the group or people all over the world that are in my Facebook group that the, the, the engagement translates. Just, yeah, yeah. The internet just not, is not just on the internet. It's like, so it, we're all living in like a connected, you know, everything is energy. We're all interconnected yeah. and also on the internet. And it's, it makes total sense. Like why, why that is so impactful. I never, I should put on more Gainesville events. I, I used to, um, but I, I stopped just because I focus so, we'll talk about that later. Like yeah. so much on <laughs> online, but um, it is, it's, it's real. I'm, you're inspiring me to like, Go after it. This is me being Gary V. Tough love, like real person in person human connection will never be a marketing tactic that will go out of style. Mm -hmm. Because we are human beings that require and crave genuine relationships and love and connection with other people. So in-person events will never be a trend that goes away, like Instagram right. or Facebook or whatever, whatever hasn't been invented yet. Mm -hmm. There could be something that g gets invented in the next two years, which makes Instagram like, done so, like yeah or like irrelevant like twitter yeah. or snapchat you know like mm -hmm. nobody does snapchat anymore snapchat, the grave story. yeah i know like <laughs> yeah kylie like jenner that. might make a tweet that says instagram sucks and then yeah literally though exactly yeah. and that's I, what happened to snapchat yeah have you i have a question for you about like this industry i find as i'm as i'm quote unquote like as i my business has grown I feel that more and more, I just see more people wanting to get into like the inner circle of the inner circle of the inner circle. And it's all about who you know, and like leveraging who you know, and like expanding your network and cross pollination of audience. And the more I see it, the more disconnected I am yeah. from what I do. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced this? And where do you feel, what are, what is your opinion on that? Because it's, everyone is like wanting to get to the top, but no one knows that there is no top. Okay. So this is really, really good. I actually have really strong opinions on this. Me too. <laughs> oh, I might ruffle some feathers. People, okay. People, so this is the tail end of the episode. So only the real slays and the real are listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to yeah. get really deep at the end. Every, not everyone. Perfect. That. Mm -hmm. It's so smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, I actually interviewed with two major players who I will remain nameless. One who I truly believe in as has great integrity and shows up in the world well. And I enjoy this person. It was a major $40,000 mastermind, like huge investment. Um, I was in the room and I asked myself, am I just trying to make connections or do I genuinely want to learn from this person? And I realized that that person had actually copy and pasted their exact mastermind sales page from their mentor. 
Oh, fuck. So I reached out to their mentor. I said, hey, did you know what, why is so-and-so have the same sales page as you? Just curious. Like what's the concept? Yeah. I wasn't judging. No judgment. Seriously. I don't Mm -hmm. care. That's just not how I want to run my business. So why would I learn from the person. So I asked myself, am I trying to do this mastermind because I want to just be in the room with a bunch of big players, big multiple six figure, seven figure earners? Do I just want to be in the room with all these names or do I actually want to learn from the person that's hosting this event or this, this mastermind? And I, I asked myself, what do I actually fucking want and who do I actually fucking want to learn from? And then I hired Karaleva instead. Mm, So I looked at who was showing up online the way I wanted to show up 10 years from now because the people that do the copy and paste shit or the Mm. internet marketing, like, oh, well, it's a, a, I've heard so many people say that the coaching industry is a pyramid scheme. It's not. I truly believe the internet is a pyramid scheme, period. Not really. (laughs) But if you're going to say that the coaching industry is a pyramid scheme. And everything is. YouTube is. and um, Every internet thing is a pyramid scheme because we're literally creating something from nothing. We're all creating leverage. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's out here to make their own leverage and get the numbers. It's just energy exchange online. Mm -hmm. And so because it's no longer a physical in-person or product-based business that we're all selling, everything, including the internet itself, is then in fact not real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not tangible. Yeah. Right. So, so if you're going to say the coaching is a pyramid scheme, you have to say the internet is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like you literally just have to say that it all is because it's mm-hmm. all just energy being created and reproduced and cycled mm-hmm. from one another. So mm-hmm. I truly believe in this industry and what we do and it's great work. And there is a never ending ceiling to who you can network with or be in the room with. But when it comes down to who you're trying to be in the world, your mentors and your leadership and who you want to quote unquote cross pollinate with, the only long game strategy that's going to win is fucking consistency, belief, and aligning with people that you admire and respect Mm. and that are showing up in a way that you want to show up in life and in business. That's the long term because all of these quick, fast turn, instant promise internet marketers or coaches or whatever that aren't actually delivering what they promise or that aren't actually showing up in the right ways online will be exposed. Time, Ooh. we have the internet, guys. Everything yeah. gets exposed. I know. Well, <laughs> like, well, receipts get dug up. That's all I'm saying. Receipts right. get dug up. And you have- Screenshots last forever. Okay. Screenshots <laughs> last forever, 100%. And you got to be careful. Like, you got to be careful of burning people, of screwing people over and like- you know, voice, thank God, voice messages a thing on DMs now. Cause sometimes right. when I, I'm like, I don't want someone to screenshot this when I say this, cause I already know they're going to take it harshly. So I'll send yeah. like a voice message. <laughs> um, but it's, I'm learning even more and more every day, how important it is to like surround yourself, like who not everyone gets that much vulnerability and like your highest self, right? Like you have to create some boundaries yep. and it, you know, like Jamie, I love you, but I don't think we're like biz best friend. Like we're like maybe biz best friends. We're like, I don't, you're not like one of my girlfriends. I'm not going to like tell you all my deep, dark secrets because you just have to have some boundaries with people. And like, this is still a business. And like, you have to seriously uh, be careful because we're still in the beginning stages. Like this industry is so new. It can zig, it can zag. And like, just 
like sharing everything and releasing all of your ammo in the first year of like content and courses is like not the long game thinking. Yeah. I believe that if you are literally just showing up in the most fearless way possible, like if you could literally imagine, I literally give no fucks who likes this post, meaning I'm not posting it because I want 20 likes. Right. Or I'm not posting it because I need this percentage of engagement or traction on this post. Mm -hmm. Or if you're generally coming from a place of giving, of servitude, of gratitude, of this is what I, the fuck I have to say, and this is what I believe to be true, and giving that to your audience and to the world, that's what lasts over time. Mm. That's what a true authentic brand is about. And sometimes that means showing up as your highest self. And sometimes that means saying, Hey, this is something from my past. Like I own my beauty school dropout. Like it does not own me. Like I own the fact that I have no degree and I retired my six figure earning corporate husband who is one credit, one class away from having his master's degree in business. I retired him and he works in my company. So I own the fact that I have no degree. I own all my shit. So no one can, if you can't, I heard a, a quote from Eric Worre. If you can't hide it, promote it. Mm, that's, that's, deep. that's, that's, um, I'm like, I'm like shaking in my boots. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like been hiding. I have shit that I hide. Um, because it's not always hide mine. It, promote it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not always like my stuff to share because it's like right. multiple people, but like there are, there's so much I would like, especially when I see like lots of white privilege, like on Instagram or just like just people, whatever. I see oh a lot god, of things. Talk about that for you. Oh my years god! Too. I know, I know, I know. Um, but I, I'm like, if only you fucking knew. Like, yeah. if only people fucking knew. Yeah. They would not. You know, everything would change. But um, yeah. do you have a little gratitude statement for Guava Girls? I also want a little breadcrumb drop slay summit yes. because what oh you just said. Oh my god! About, please, yes, please. Summit of slay. So what you just said about privilege and white privilege. So. The problem Perfect that I, the, pro, the reason why my brand is very intentional, I've always identified as a purple person. So I really have purple hair because I, I wanted it when I was a little girl and I guys can't see, you can't see Jamie, yeah, but she's decked out fully in purple yeah, right now. Fully in purple. I live in purple. I'm that crazy old lady. That's always going to be purple. Um, <laughs> I love the color purple. And so it makes me so happy. Like everything around me is pinks and purples and so cute. neons. And yeah, so I live a very bright, colorful life because I literally don't give a fuck. And also I wanted to no longer be the white blonde fitness coach because I oh, wanted yeah. to speak to women of all backgrounds and socioeconomic statuses. And I realized that being a white blonde haired woman is often triggering to women of color. Mm -hmm. I read an article by Jada Pinkett that read table talk. It was a talk about how um, she realized that she was just making preconceived judgments because the woman was white and had blonde hair. It was Mm -hmm. specifically the blonde hair thing. And I was like, okay, how can I make it questionable to like, where are you Obviously, from? Yeah. Like, where is she from? How like, can you neutralize your... How can I neutralize my... Not that I was like, like doing this for other people. I'm not. Right. I truly love the color purple, but I'm also woke right. and aware yeah. of the fact that my privilege shows based on just right. how I look. Exactly. And so... Um, recognizing. So for me, it was important that I felt welcoming and opening to women of all backgrounds, business types. That's why the Summit of Slay is the most diverse and inclusive business summit 
for female entrepreneurs ever, because not only are we having women of color as keynote speakers, not just side speakers or like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Like we have women of color speakers because I don't see a lot in the personal development world. And I felt like the last event I went to was very white. And did we go to the same event? Yes. (laughs) I talked about that on the podcast. And that's fine, but it's not my brand and it's not what I want to represent. So I'm not just a coach for coaches. So I also have, um, one of the keynote speakers also has a multiple, multiple six figure fashion business. Oh, fun. And so fun to learn from other people like in different industries as well. And she's gone viral. She's been on, um, Steve Harvey show. Like she, she was a mom when she was 13. She has this killer ass fucking story. She's a military vet. Like she is a boss. Yeah. And so let's put her on stage. Maybe not everybody on Instagram knows who she is. Oh, she only has 15,000 followers or whatever. Like she's a fucking boss. And so there are obviously going to be big keynote speakers. Um, Kara Leba is going to be on the bill as well. I am also pitching Jasmine Starr because I love her. Um, But there will be also a lot of, we're going to be doing a lot of breakout sessions. There'll be smaller sessions and smaller speakers in each room. No, you rented out the whole, the whole, the whole building, a massive building. You need to come. I'll be, it's going to be affordable too. What is it from? Where is it? So it's going to be in Louisville, Kentucky, August 23rd through the 20th. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Like that, that weekend. So, um, it's going to be in Louisville. I've always had needed an excuse to go to Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, Jamie's. I don't know that anyone's ever said that except for during Derby time. (laughs) Oh, is it, is that where the Kentucky Derby is? Yeah, it's here. When is Derby time? Oh my God. First, first weekend in May, you have to come. It's a bougie experience. Oh my God. My mom loves throws Kentucky Derby party. She has like fascinator hats. Oh yeah. We go out, girl. Oh my God. How fun. You have to come. It'll be super fun. So yeah, the (laughs) summit of Slay, um, we'll have six main keynote speakers. We will have an additional six to 12, um, breakout session speakers. There will be events to buy shit. There will be event like selling shit. People will be able to sell shit and there will be women of all different business types and backgrounds and ethnicities and stories. So these these live experiences everyone you need to get there like that's how we met yeah that's how we met don't find an excuse to get there fucking get there like make it happen have the conversation you need to have with your boyfriend with your husband with your plan i don't care but you need to go to jamie's event the slay summit august 8th 10th august 23rd through the 25th august 20th oh my god it's like multiple days too amazing all weekend friday nights vip rooftop Uh, party oh i'll be vip i always and also if you're listening get the vip it's always worth it yeah Um, so much more fun so much more fun if you always meet and greet with all the speakers on friday night so fun i love it okay i will be there everyone go to the slaycoach.com and follow jamie on instagram is that right anything else you need to plug in there no, the sleigh coach. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. Watch yeah. my stories. Thank podcast. you for having me. Oh yeah, oh Chardonnay God. and Slay Your Business. That's the yes. name of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, Chardonnay and Slay Your Business on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere where good podcasts can be heard. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you well, haven't made it on Spotify yet? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is there anything else you want to say to our listeners, Jamie? Yes. So I wanted to approach this with what you have now is enough. So close your eyes and envision with me for a second. Every client, every like, every comment, if you can embrace the gratitude in that moment, 
in that one paycheck that you've gotten, in that one course sold, in that one client, that one ebook downloaded, if you can focus on saying thank you in that moment for every single thing that you get, every blessing in your business, I promise you will attract 10 times more than that. Mm, that feels Seven good. gratitude, babes. I needed that today. Because where you are is enough yeah. now. That's my mantra actually for 2019. What a coincidence. That's literally that's awesome. That's, that's so funny. It's, it's what I, and we'll talk about my shit <laughs> <laughs> and why that's my mantra. Uh, but again, thank you so much, Jamie. If you guys like this podcast, go ahead and click the button on the right side of your phone and the lower button on the left side of your phone at the same time, screenshot the fact that you listen to this podcast, post it on stories, tag Jamie and I, and brag to all your friends that you got the knowledge and they didn't. And we'll see you <laughs> in the next episode. Bye. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye.